one of the best movies is Gladiator. Oh, such a great movie! Oh man. fuck, I watch, I've watched it like <laughs> hundreds of times. I love that movie. I love it because that's the thing I'm looking to. Like he's ha he has a family. He he's a nice guy. Uh, that's the model I like. You know, I don't yeah. like uh, like the guy that just uh, 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 like fuck hoes and uh, I don't like that. I yeah. want to have my family. I want to have a. I I want to have pride. That's what I'm looking for. So that movie, I like it. Uh, really much so that's my it's such a good movie the soundtrack is good all yeah. the fight scenes are great you know they're making a part two no yeah they're making a part two where the um the son of the of the emperor's daughter oh, shit yes. uh, he's like a grown man wow. and he's having his own struggles and he's fighting wars so they're filming it right now they're filming wow. part two it better be good because if they fuck it up i'm gonna be like if they make a sequel and they fuck it up i'm gonna be so mad because gladiator it's also one yeah. of my like top five movies but, but i think that it's gonna be good I yeah think. It's gonna be good. I hope so. Welcome to the On The Edge Podcast with your host, Scott Groves. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Scott Groves with the On The Edge Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Anwar Abuerto. Abuerto. Abuerto? Yes. Did I say Abuerto. Right? Abuerto. <laughs> Gosh, man, I'm going to get this right. It doesn't matter. All you need to know is that his name is Tarzan because uh, he, he looks like Tarzan. He's tall like Tarzan. He's ripped like Tarzan. You should go look at his Instagram. And even though in 2024 we were going to be doing a lot of business podcasts, talking to realtors, uh, financial experts, loan officers, I couldn't miss this opportunity to talk with you because you're currently 6-0, 7-0? 6-0 in the MMA game. And I have a feeling that very soon you're going to be fighting the UFC so I'm like oh I gotta get this guy on the podcast before he becomes a big deal and we can't get him on the podcast <laughs> anymore so welcome man and um first of all let's just start where are you from where do you live now where do you fight like what's what's the what's the background story of you because I only know you from the gym with the dude with the giant legs who I can't pass your guard <laughs> I was just telling you off air before we got started the the first time I rolled with you at open mat I was like oh I'm gonna pass his guard no problem and then all of a sudden this giant fucking leg comes out of nowhere and I'm, I'm I'm getting strangled to death, and I'm like that leg was not supposed to be there. And then you stood up, and you're like six foot three, and I'm like, oh, okay, now now I feel better that I don't six, know that six is cut. You're six six. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude, that's why your legs are so long. So tell us about your background, man. Where are you from? Who? What promotion do you fight for now? And like, what's your story? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I, uh, really an honor. Um, my name, as you say, Anwar Aburto, Anwar Tarzan Aburto. Uh, I got this nickname. Uh, because I, I I look like Tarzan and <laughs> you do, man. <laughs> a lot of guys also. This has become my character. So right. uh, I love my family. I I I feel like a, the king of the jungle. That's the character I play, right? I I, I fight for my family, for my for my friends. Uh, I, I'm the king of the jungle. So um, I fight right now in a, in a, in a company it's called Lux. Okay. It's, a, it's a, one of the biggest companies in Latin America, MMA. So it's really, really big right now. Uh, there a lot of the champions from looks there right now in the UFC. Nice. So that's like Diego Lopez. Have you heard of Diego yeah, Lopez? Yeah, of course. Uh, a lot of a lot of, of good fighters there right now in the UFC, and I'm willing. Uh, I want to become uh, one of one of of those guys that are in the UFC from looks. Uh, I'm from Puerto Vallarta, a small little town in in Mexico, a beach. So um, 
I love living there. It's a small place, but uh, but it, 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 that's my vibe as well. I love the beach. I love uh, being cool uh, outside of fighting. I'm really chill. I'm really. Uh, I like to to maintain. Uh, I, I we have a restaurant, family owner, so that's my lifestyle. I when I uh, like a samurai. When I when I finish fighting, I like to relax, have a little. Uh, chill with with my girlfriend with my family and and, and that's who i am yeah because when i think of puerto vallarta which you know every american growing up in california goes to cabo they go to Mazatlan, they go to puerto vallarta to party to hang out i don't think of like potential ufc fighter <laughs> mma tough guy yeah. i think of like beach bum yeah. you know restaurant <laughs> business club owner yeah. like i i just think of like that resort it, kind of it, lifestyle it's really interesting because something in puerto vallarta happened and it became like a muay thai uh really famous of mexico like a lot of guys ah. used to fight muay thai there uh, my head coach right now uh, mego palomera they call him mego palomera um He's really, really a good uh, Muay Thai. He went to Thailand. He was one of the first Mexicans to win uh, some tournaments in Thailand. So, uh, like, Puerto Vallarta started getting, like, really famous with the Muay Thai guys. They started fighting, and, and that's why he became famous. And right now, we are putting uh, more... Um, interest in MMA so I'm the generation that is putting uh, more MMA we got now a, a guy also is called Brian Sulcher and he fights in PFL mm -hmm. he's also from the same gym as me in Puerto Vallarta uh. so we have talent brother we 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 are a small place a small city but we are demonstrating that we have a lot of talent in Puerto Vallarta it, it makes sense that you have that Muay Thai background because one of your pinned videos on Instagram, which we'll put your link to the Instagram and maybe we'll play this video, we'll try to not get a copyright hit, is you take a right roundhouse straight to this guy's dome and it's like instant knock. That poor guy, dude, that's going to be on your highlight reel yes, forever. Like yes. you flatline that guy. Yes. So is that how you started? Is your background Muay Thai? Uh my first class was MMA. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little of mm -hmm. my story, what happened to me. Uh, also because I'm really tall. Also, uh, a lot of uh, big guys uh, of age, uh, bigger than me, they use, uh, like, they see me and they always wanted, like, problems with me, you know, because, I'd, oh, this is a big guy. Right. And I also, I, I had some problems. And one day, one of these guys uh, in Puerto Vallarta, he told me, like, hey, um, let's get into a fight. And uh, he started, like, wanting to fight me. And uh, I said, okay, let's go to a fight. And then we went to, he, 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 he said, like, uh, let's meet at the beach. So I said, yes. I went with my friends. I was like, yeah, I'm going to kick this guy out. <laughs> I'm going to fuck him up. And then he fucked me up really bad, man. He, this guy used to, I was like 13 years old. Right. And this guy, short guy, but he used to do MMA. Oh. So uh, I remember when we started like, uh, like doing this, he started moving really good uh, and doing things that right now I understand. Right. But in those moments, I didn't understand. Yeah, you you're know? a kid. I was a kid. I didn't know. And uh, he was moving and uh, he threw me some punches, took me to the ground and fucking elbowed me. Uh, and uh. In, the, in the beach, he fucking elbowed me and did me really, really bad. And so um, I remember they were also the friends of him. They were uh, yelling uh, some, uh, some things that... Uh, as, 
do finish him with an arm bar finish him with like <laughs> things that what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> right, right? right and then uh, how old do you think this guy was when he wanted to he fight was, you he was like two or three years more than me oh, okay so i was okay. like 13 he was like 16 and how tall were you in 13 i was tall but no muscle at all right like, uh, just a tall skinny <laughs> just kid just a tall skinny kid but i always i remember also in that fight the most interesting i remember I didn't quit. That's the most... He, he was... He was fucking... Uh killing me and i remember like they were told uh, they were telling me Anwar, you want me to stop the fight no because in my mind i thought uh, at one moment i'm gonna take him out and i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna fuck him up but that never happened that never happened <laughs> right. because you know if you know uh jujitsu if you know to 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 fight and you fight a guy that doesn't know you go yeah it's 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 so much different, you know? So you're telling the story of, like, you're 13, you're on the beach getting your ass kicked by yeah. a kid that's, like, three years, three, four years older than you. He actually and had some fight MMA. skills. And he knew MMA. <laughs> and we were talking when the recording stopped that, like, if you take your average blue belt who has a year yes. or two of training and put him against some guy who just thinks he's a tough guy, the guy has almost no yes. chance. Yes. that That's why I started MMA is because... I remember, uh, like, I got beat up. I never quit. That's something I, I liked about uh, that. I remember that I didn't quit. Like, they were like, no, you're getting beat up. I don't care. I'm going to stop <laughs> the fight, okay? So I remember getting up. My father, they knew about uh, the, the problems with these guys. So I remember calling my father because I was just a 13-year-old. They, right. they needed to pick me up, you know? So I just called, hey, father, I got in, in a fight with this guy. Did you beat him up? <laughs> you killed this guy? I was like, no, father, come and see me. He came and he saw me like, fucked. I was elbowed. I was uh, also, oh. because of the sand, you get punched and you get uh, really, really fucked up, man. Yeah. So uh, my father was like, no, I got to I got to uh, why you didn't beat this guy? He told me like, you're too big, you're too tall. Why you didn't beat this guy? I, I, I say, because he knew how to fight. He knew how to do MMA. I, I don't. So, like, like, uh, like, um, like a martial arts movie. He took me to the, in the next day, like a karate kid. Yeah. <laughs> he took me the next day. You got day. black eyes and you're all fucked black, up. And he took me the next day to a martial art uh, academy. That we went to a martial art academy. And res the result of that was that a lot of the, of those guys that were that I got in trouble with, they they used to train there. So I said, my father, I don't want to be there because all these guys and they're gonna see me that I'm all fucked up. Okay, give me a minute. I have a friend. He took me to uh, to one of his friends uh, uh, from Acapulco. It's mm -hmm. a, a Mexico place that is really really tough uh, because uh, not a lot of things in Acapulco. So this guy was a really monster on on mixed martial arts, and also um, this uh, uh, this academy uh, was uh, like really low. Uh, how you say like from the hood. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but th sometimes those schools is where you learn most. Yeah. You know, so um, it's I like that scene in like Rocky Three where he takes them back to the ghetto in yes, Compton and yes. they're training in a basement. <laughs> yes, and brother. it's like, but the guys are tough as nails, yes, right? 
that, that happened to me. I was, I was really, really uh, lucky and, and happy that that happened to me because I got there and all of the, the, the sons from the police officers, they used to train there. And I was like, just got involved in MMA and like four months, I, I just started training in MMA, like four months. Hey, you want to fight? You want to do an amateur fight? Yeah, let's go. And I was like doing really good. Um, so wait, you did your first amateur fight at like 13, 14 years old in MMA? Yeah, like 14. I had something like that. And Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't know why this surprises me because like, you know, amateur boxing, they start when they're little, very little. Yeah. But. For some reason in my head, amateur MMA as a kid just seems so much more brutal. I don't it, know why. It's because it's more violent, you know? Right. It's not the same like just getting punched than getting elbow, knee. Sometimes, I, I say this with boxing, boxing receives more uh, punches because you have the big glove and you can, uh, you're can you not getting caught, but you receive a thousand of punches. That's why a lot yeah. of uh, of boxings they they're not really good of of their head because yeah. too much punches. And in an MMA, you get caught, you get a uh, uh, knee, and they open and the 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 fight stopped. Right. But it's really violent, you know. Yeah. So in amateur, when you're a kid, are you wearing headgear and and uh, <laughs> shin guards and stuff, or is it just like go go kill each other? Right now, yes. Right. But <laughs> in Puerto Vallarta, no, it was like a like a professional fight. You just got uh, some uh, some a little bigger gloves, no shin guards, no nothing. You could knee him in the in the face. You could uh, ground pound, oh, everything. You just couldn't knee, you just couldn't elbow. Krell. That's the only thing. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy that you went from like getting your ass beat on a beach to four or five months yes. later. Like for people that have never trained any type of combat yes. sports, I mean, you could spend four or five months just learning how to throw a jab yes. or learning how to throw one kick yes. or learn how to do one takedown. You, I mean, you could practice legitimately five months just learning how to do a double leg takedown. Yes. So for you to enter your first fight five months later, four months later, what did that feel like? Do you remember the nerves? But, but what's because I really, really got in love with the sport like mm. that was i was a really a kid that that got a lot in problems and uh like i was a really i was always a, a good kid but also i like to talk too much in classes and didn't really pay attention so these uh martial arts got me like to focus you know like yeah the, uh, this was the first thing that i remember i was started uh, to training and then School got better and everything got better, you know, in my house. I was doing a little better. That's why I got in love with martial arts because uh, the, it was uh, kind of guiding me to, to a better path, you yeah. know? Do you think you would have become a troublemaker or a criminal if you didn't find uh, martial arts? I, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think so. But, but it got me like, a, like it, calm, it calmed me down so much than I, than I used to, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's why I got really, really in love with martial arts. That, that, that's the reason. And how many hours a day when you're a teenager are you training? Because obviously you said you're still going to school, so it's not like you dropped out of school to fight. But, you know, you still have responsibilities at home. Do you remember when you were a teenager how much yes. you were training? Uh, and also it's part of my story that uh, at first I started in, the, in MMA. Like that was the first class I did like MMA, and then one hour before of, of that, uh, let's say it was uh, MMA from eight to nine, and one hour before it was uh, Muay Thai. So I talked to my to my father like, "Hey, I like really a lot this sport. Can I stay one more like one more hour before and to take Muay Thai?" Yes, and then 
Taekwondo was one hour before that. And I talked with my father. Hey, father, can I get into Taekwondo? Yes. So I got into a time that I was training three hours a day as a 15, uh, 14-year-old. That's too much. Uh, three trainings a day, three hours. Yeah. I got uh, to school. I got off school and then go to training from uh, 7 to 9, uh, 6 to 9, something like that. Wow. Uh, three hours straight. And were you training on the weekends too? I did uh, in the weekend some workout to go yeah. with some friends and train some, uh, but it was, it became my life, you know? Wow. And then what, what are the next couple of years? Cause for context, yeah. uh, how old are you now? I'm 26. I just turned 26. 26. So you're going on 12 years of, but, but, but it's a, it's an important thing of also of the story is that when I, when I grew like 16, uh, we moved from Puerto Vallarta to uh, we moved to uh, from Puerto Vallarta to a place is called Querétaro. Yeah, Querétaro. Querétaro, and yeah. we we moved to Querétaro, and then I stopped a little bit uh, my training because I went into to to school to high school. We moved like I I got a little bit of. Um, of time with my friends and to play a you little. Found, you found girls. You, I found girls. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also the, the part of, uh, of that story is that I was, I, again, I was failing again in school and was like not paying really much attention. I got with friends who were more like drinking. You know, at that time when you're 17, 18, you yeah, want to wanna drink and go uh, with some girls, you yeah, know? yeah, and uh, I was starting that, and then my my parents they were like, "No, we gotta take this guy again to martial arts because this guy loved it." And then we took him out, and right now he I don't feel like he's getting the right path, you know. Let's take let's 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 put him again. I, I tried it again, and no, no, no. And one day, uh, part of, I really like this part, and I really remember I, I was like 19 now. So I stopped like four or five years, something like that, a lot of time. And then I was in my house and I was uh, thinking like, I really loved when I, when I trained. I really loved it. I remember I, everything I did, like everything was uh, falling into place when I, when I did this good, when I did this correctly. And I, sti I still can do it. I, I, I was thinking like, I can still do it. I can still do it. No, I'm really old. I'm getting old. No, I, I left it. And then I was like, fuck, man, I got to do this again. I'm going to do this. Isn't again. it crazy that you're 19 and you're like, ah, I'm too old for this. I'm over the hill. And <laughs> but, it's like, I would, I would die to be 19 again, right? <laughs> but, but as you say, uh, like boxers start so early. Like yeah. you, you talk with a 19-year-old box, boxer and he has like 150 fights. And yeah. so that's why I was like, it's too much, you know? But... Uh, uh, the 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 cool thing about this is that you're never too old to start something. You never yeah. it's never a, a bad time. Yeah. You know, and that's what I learned. People don't understand this about like if they're not real fans of like boxing, that most Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Ukrainians, pretty much anywhere mm -hmm. except for Americans, and even some Americans like Mayweather, by the time they're 20, 21 years old, if they're not going the path of the Olympics, they've had 100, 150 to yes. uh, Lomachenko. Yes. By the time he had his first pro fight, he had 276 or something like yes. that um, uh, amateur bouts. Yes. Uh, you're going to have to look this up, uh, Chris, the, <laughs> The boxer Lomachenko, I think he had like 250 or 200. 
170 amateur bouts, and he had lost like one bout in his yes. entire life. Yes. So like these guys have already fought thousands of rounds. Um, and MMA, you know, I, I'm 44, so growing up when MMA uh, just started when I was in high school, yes. you know, a lot of these guys were like bar fighters. They weren't professional MMA fighters. Yes. They didn't know what they didn't know what the MMA was yet. Yes. It was one wrestler and one sumo guy and whatever. Yes. And they just, you know, it was no big deal if you started in your 20s. But I think we're seeing the first generation of people like you that were exposed to mixed martial arts as a child. Yes. That's yes. crazy. Yes. And and right now, when like other generations are going to talk, right now they're starting a little younger. Right now you see kids from 10, 12 that they're fighting MMA. I've seen some videos and it's really, really cool to, yeah. to watch it because the sport is uh, growing, you know? Right. Right. And so what does it look like? Uh, my wife has a lot of family of the couple doctors in her family are in, say the, say the city again, Coretetro. 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 I can't pronounce that yeah. word. My gringo tongue doesn't work that way. Um, so <laughs> then how do you get back into, okay. uh, and by the way, did you find Lomachenko, Chris, on how many amateur fights he had? All I see is total fights, 20, wins 17, wins by KO 11, loss uh, 3. You're going you're gonna to have to look up his amateur record. But, so <laughs> but what, still, I guarantee he has like a 200. Yeah, for sure. So what happens when you're 19? Like where do you restart the training journey? So uh, I was in Querétaro. I started looking this guy also. That's when I met, uh, that's when McGregor was growing so much. You know this uh, Irish, everybody knows this right. guy, Conor McGregor. That He inspired me really much, really. I, I know so we laugh at him right now because he's getting drunk and stuff. Yeah. But he really, at that time when he was fighting, he really, I was one of the one, uh, one of the guys that really got inspired, inspired by him. And uh, I was, fuck that, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. And uh, then I went to search a school, and then um, I was like, hey, uh, to my parents, hey, I'm gonna fight again. And when I told them, hey, I'm gonna fight again, I, I just started like uh, training and, and, and doing some, doing uh, some jujitsu and everything, and started again in the good path, you know, started again, okay, my, with my girlfriend better, I'm doing this better, now I'm resting more, I'm doing, I'm doing more, I'm getting more in shape, and um, so I talked with my parents, they offered me uh, to fight in a national, like, just to bring me I, back again to, to the fighting, uh, I, I talked with a, with a sensei there that, that, that told me, okay, I can get you into fighting, I, I talked with my parents, and they were like, no, no, Anwar, how are you going to fight again? It's not been too much, just six months that you're training, you want to fight again? Well, like, yes, just, I, I, I remember I, I talked with my parents, believe in me, I'm going to do this, uh, believe in me. So is this an amateur fight or is this like a pro amateur fight? Amateur fight, amateur oh, fight. Sorry. And, the, and, and they, they take me, uh, we went to Mexico City to fight, to, to do some, uh, some uh, national, some, something like that. And I, I fucked this guy up, like, fuck this guy up. <laughs> like, 20 seconds knocked out. See, 20 seconds knocked out. It was like a national, um, like a national tournament. So I fought like three times. I have some videos. I'm gonna get it to you. 30 seconds maximum each guy. Each guy. Wow. 
Like, and you hadn't really trained that much in four or five no, years. No, I was just getting uh, in in uh, in like back in, in in track, you know. Yeah, yeah, back in the rhythm of back fighting. Back in the rhythm. Then I stopped. I went to another national, and um, like this happened uh, more time, like one year, and I started training more and everything. And then I got in another tournament. And I was fucking everybody up. Like and at 19, so you're six six, you said? Six and oh. Right no, uh, your height. Uh, uh, six six. Yeah. You're six six. So you're six six. At 19, are you starting to fill out, like have a little bit more man strength? Are you pretty like still real skinny and thin? Or I'm, I'm, had you grown up a little bit? No, I have grown up more than the yeah. I got grown up more and I was starting to develop more muscle, you know? Yeah. And uh, and and what it was funny in that in those fights in the tournaments, like I I was feeling really really good. Uh, one fun story of of me in the tournament is that I went to the tournament and uh, I was supposed to fight three times. So I got I saw a rack a rack you know like a rack is um, we call rack is um, like they show you. Uh, with who you're going to fight. Yeah, the brackets. The, the, the brackets, yes, yeah. a bracket. So I remember, and they told me, like, you're going to fight in this bracket. And I went to the bracket, and I saw, uh, I don't want to discriminate nobody, but I saw these short guys, wasn't really good prepared, and I w went talk to the to the guy, like, hey, you see this bracket? I, I like more that bracket over there. They're bigger than stronger. And he was like, no, man. Who do you think you are? <laughs> go fight in that bracket. Like these guys, they're good. Maybe they have some talent. Go fight. Fuck them up 20 seconds. <laughs> bum, 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 kicks. And I, I finished the fight one. And I remember like seeing this guy. I told you, I told you to put me in another bracket, you know? And uh, the story was I ended up in Querétaro um, and um, COVID started heating up and we moved back, our family moved back to Puerto Vallarta. So we moved back to Puerto Vallarta. I got, I, I went back to, uh, to this place where, where, where I started, but wasn't the, wasn't the same. I feel like I wasn't the same. So I met this new guy that right now is my, uh, is my head coach. Uh, is Mego Palomera, the one I was talking yeah. in, in the beginning. So I went, I find this guy. He started like, he saw me that I was good. He started working with me a lot. Uh, we 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 did like a good uh, like a good uh, chemistry uh, in, in in talking. We felt really good. And then I remember it was really fun because I thought I was gonna do more amateur fights because I, that's what I thought. I, like right. I just have like six uh, amateur fights. I need to do more, right? But you have six amateur fights where you're knocking these guys out in thirty seconds, in just 30 flatlining seconds. them. Yeah, flatlining, like no problem. Hey, this quick interruption is brought to you by me, Scott Groves, the host of the On The Edge podcast. This podcast is brought to you by me. Uh, I'm a loan officer who can help you with a mortgage in all 50 states across the United States. I also coach loan officers. So if you are a home buyer who's looking to get a mortgage, if you're a realtor who's looking to partner with an awesome loan officer, or if you're a loan officer looking for coaching, get in touch with me. It's those sources of revenue that allow us to produce this podcast and get out a new episode to you every week for the last couple of years. So if you're looking for a mortgage, if you're looking for a mortgage lender to partner with, or you're looking for a mortgage coach, I'm your guy. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. And then uh, that's why he knew everything of this that, that I talked. And then one day uh, my coach, he told me, hey, Anwar, I got this fight. 
but you're gonna fight professional. You're ready. He told me, you're ready. And I was like, fuck, man, you want me to fight professional? Like, like, you're ready. You want to fight amateur again? To what? Like, what are you doing? What are these guys bringing to you, right? You need to fight professional. You're gonna do really good. And um, everything happened for a reason. He told me that. And then everything got canceled in um, for the for the COVID when uh. COVID happened. So everything got canceled, canceled, canceled. But I got time. I got more time to prepare, prepare, prepare more, and prepare more to prepare for my for my debut. Hey, and do you think there was a benefit in him telling you like? When somebody believes in you, yeah. that's a that's a lot, right? Yes. Like whether somebody tells you you can or you can't, like sometimes you just believe it. Yes. So him telling you that like you're ready to be a pro and then you got kind of lucky that COVID hit so you yeah. got some more time to train. But like at that moment, did you just believe like, hey, I'm a pro, I'm good enough to be here? I, I was thinking like I didn't know if I, uh, like I remember like talking, like talking back again when the COVID was starting uh, to go down. I remember like, hey, you really want me to go pro now? And he's like, you ready? Believe in yourself, you know? Believe in yourself. And that's what you say. Like, he was believing in that time more than I believed in me, you know? Yeah. And um, it was really fun. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the, the this management team that I'm right now I belong in. It's Oper Sports Management. Oper? Oper. Like an Oper. Oh, Oper Cup. Like yeah, like a- an Oper Cup. <laughs> So uh, that's how that that's how I make my debut was like um, so he called me my 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 coach Mego Palomera he said hey they're gonna sign one guy of the of our academy to upper sports management they don't want to sign you because you don't have pro fights and they're signing like prospects and I, we can sign you. I said, like, okay, I'm going to gain my spot. I'm going to do, uh, like, a one pro fight in another organization, maybe not a really high level, but I'm going to do my pro fight, and then maybe they sign me. Yes, yes, it happened more time. And they did a, an open sparring in Puerto Vallarta where uh, I got invited, where all of the academies of, of Puerto Vallarta were in that place. Like, they, they did, like, an open sparring, like an open mat. Yeah. They did, they did an open sparring. It's almost like uh, like the NFL Combine, where they come to see who's got talent. Yeah. It's not a real fight, but everybody knows that there's something on the line. Yeah. And what was uh, really fun is that one of the upper management guys was there. When I, I got into the sparring, and I remember... Uh, when I entered to the sparring, a lot of friends, because I know everybody in, in, in Puerto Vallarta, and there was, when I, I looked up, and there was a big guy as well, maybe like this height, like really tall as well, strong, and I remember that I looked at him, he was looking at me like, like a bad guy, you know, he was looking at me bad, like that. And I say, okay, maybe maybe this is the guy that, that, that wants to that I'm gonna spar with, right? right. Because it's not it's not common to find some some big guys, you right? Know? right. So, not, there's not a lot of six foot four Mexicans. No, <laughs> that's why he when I entered the the room, like he also looked at me like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna spar. And then I went, I, I was just wrapping up my hands, and I remember this guy came like, hey, you wanna do with me? Yeah, of course. Let me just warm up a little bit. Yeah, I was warmed up. And then the sparring started. I, I told you the, the upper management team, uh, one of the guys was there. And then uh, I started sparring. And I remember this fucking guy was going crazy with me. Was going crazy. Boom, boom, boom. And then 
it became a fight. And cross, I put, I put him a, 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 a kick so much. So I left, I left head kick him in the face. <laughs> Boom. Knocked him out. Knocked him out in the gym. Knocked him out. Boom. And then I was angry. So uh, because, because I, I like to spar, but he was going uh, really hard. So when, yeah. I, when I kicked him, uh, when I knocked him out, I just w like saw him and then turned back. And turned back like, like, there you go. And then all of the guys in the gym just came. You know who, the, who, who is this guy? This guy's a Pan American kickboxing champion. He just came from Colombia and won. Uh, these guys, he's never been knocked out. This guy's really fucking good. And I was like, I don't know, but he can fuck, <laughs> he can fuck himself up because he was going hard with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because like, some people get into the sparring round. I just know this from when I was yep. boxing a lot. And it's like, you can feel the temperature of like, okay, we're just yes. going to exchange some, yes. we're going to work, we're going to move. And then some guys get in there and they're trying to rip your head off. Yes. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I work at a bank. I'm like, <laughs> I, I sit behind a keyboard for a living. Like, I do this for fun. Yeah. I'm willing to take some punches, but yeah. but you're like, you're trying to go pro. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a family. That's <laughs> like, why give me a break. You need to know with who you're going uh, yeah. crazy or no. Yeah. But, uh, but are, are you glad you didn't know that he was the Pan American kickboxing I'm glad, yeah. I, I think that and I say, like, I'm glad I didn't know who he was because maybe I got to, uh, a little scared. Right. But since I didn't know nothing, I just, I just fought, you yeah. know? And I'm a fighter. So he started uh, going hard and I knocked him out. And then, like, two days, uh, I went to my gym. Everything calmed down. I when I went to my gym and this guy, Mega um, Palomera, he sit with he's he sat with me and he said like, hey, what did you do? Like upper management team just called me. They want to sign you up. And I was like, I just I, I this happened and wow. Like I, they tell me that they really like you, but they didn't like that when you knock this guy out, like you went back and leave. But I know who you are. He told me. I know that this guy was uh, uh, like he was an asshole. You know, yeah. he was going hard, and yeah. that's why you 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 acted that way because yeah. I know you. I know that you are not like that. And even though uh, at the end of the sparring, I went and I shake his hand and uh, like I know I know how to be respectful. I'm, I am respectful. But if you if we're sparring and you're going hard, I'm going hard as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what happened. Uh, I got signed with upper management team. That they're right now growing like some motherfuckers. This uh, is his name is called Cesar Gomez. He's the the owner of the of the of the management team of the uh, Mexico management team, and they're gro they're growing really really much because they're they're grabbing all these Mexican talents, and they're they're all they're not just like management team normal. They're, they're uh, investing in the fighters, you know? Yeah. Tell, tell us about that because I, I was shocked that it took so long. Um, who's the guy that you mentioned earlier, Diego, the one that was the first Mexican Diego born? Lopez? Uf yeah, Diego Lopez, the first Mexican born UFC champion, right? No, that's Brandon Moreno. Oh, Brandon Moreno. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I was shocked that it took so long yeah. for Mexicans to make a big yes. showing in the UFC because yes. Mexico has a fighting culture. Yes. Like yes. you go back a hundred years, yes. they have some of the greatest boxers. Like yes. it's just, it's very, Mexico is like very much a yes. fighting culture. Um, so why do you think it took a while for MMA to catch on? Is it because they're so in love with boxing or? Uh, I think also brother, uh, it's really important. You guys in the States also, uh, the, the the culture of uh, of supporting athletes here is really good. Like government is really good. Russia really good. They pay their athletes. They do this. They do this. In Mexico, not really. Like we Got don't it. get a lot of support. I think that is that's a big the main problem that we don't get a lot of support. And you need support. You know. Yeah. And in everything you do, you need support. Like you need support of uh, your wife, your kids, your Whatever you do, you need support. And these guys, uh, upper management team, they're supporting us. They're helping yeah. us with everything. Like they really take care of us, like a family, like somebody that they want to grow, to to grow, uh, to grow us in the sport. And right now, this guy has like uh, he he has Jair Rodriguez. Uh, oh, right. He he signed with him. He has uh, a lot of fighters in the UFC, Mexican guys. He's doing really good things because he's supporting us and. And we got the talent, you yeah. know? We got the talent. And we love fighting. Mexicans, we love fighting. I love it. Yeah. So um, so it's, re it's really cool to have those opportunities, you know? Because you were saying off air, and I know I know just a little bit from being around the boxing world, how dirty some of the yes. management companies, they're like, oh, we're going to sign you to a contract that's very one-sided. Yes. We're going to give you no support. You're going to go fight. We're going to throw you to the wolves. And then if you do well, yes. then we'll come in with some money. Yes. But what you were saying is you were saying that um, upper upper sports management, yeah. they're helping you with the finances of the gym. They're helping you with your housing. Like they're being a real yeah. talent manager. Also because this guy uh, is really, really, really is right now is my friend as well. And he's really welfare. He has, he, he's, uh, he comes from a good family. Yeah. And he wants to create a legacy, you know, that's what, that's, that's his goal. He wants to create something big. So he, he right now, he knows he's going to make, he, it's a business, but right now he's investing, man. And right. you know, growing a business is like that. You need to invest, invest, invest. And he's investing on us. He's really investing on us in in, every, in all of, of his athletes. He has us here in Vegas, house. He helps us with, sometimes with food. He gives us uh, uh, to move. He pays us a gym. He's helping us so much. I couldn't be here without him, you know? Yeah. I couldn't. And I see you around town training at Extreme Couture, yeah. training at 10th Planet. So you're, I mean, I see you're putting in the work. Yes. You're not, you're not squandering yeah. the opportunity. I mean, even when you were coming over, I was like, hey, do you want me to grab you a beer or what you drink? You're like, no, 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 man, coconut water. I'm training. <laughs> I got to stay healthy. Somebody yeah. else is investing in me. Yeah. I got to invest in myself. Yes. And I think especially the danger of the UFC and the kind of epicenter of the fight game being in Vegas, there's a lot of distractions in Vegas. Yes. Yes. A young man has a lot yes. of ways to get yes. in trouble in yes, Vegas. Sir. And immediately you were like, no, man, I drink coconut water. That's it. I was like, all right, fuck I'll I'm going to smoke a cigar. You can drink coconut water. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but what's like, um, we don't have to talk about the finances, yes. but what's the agreement? Like, are you, are you kind of expected to fight every six months or is the goal to get to a bigger contract like the UFC and then you and the management team will split or like the, the agreement is he, t he, get, he takes a percentage out of us. Right. And, but right now, seriously, like the percentage he takes us is nothing, you right, know, right. Like, like what he's giving us. So we can, we fight really, really happy and we know we have his support and we know also 
we're gonna get a really big money one day. That's what yeah. we are hoping, you know. Yeah. I hope really to get into big fights in the UFC. That's my dream. That's my goal. And I know one day everything is gonna pay off, and I'm yeah. gonna get also this guy big money because it's a business, you know. Yeah. And I want to make big money too. So uh, I just I'm I'm just learning to um, to 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 take the opportunities, you say like that? Yeah. I'm just learning to grab all the opportunities, all yeah. the opportunities, I'm trying to grab them. And uh, right now I grab this opportunity of, um, they're asking me to fight uh, uh, in Mexico City one day before uh, UFC Mexico. So UFC Mexico is gonna be the 24th of February. They want me to fight 23 of February, mm -hmm. Mexico City as well. Main event, five rounds. They want me to fight because they're gonna take guys from the UFC to watch us. Nice. So I, I, it's I'm seeing an opportunity like like the same opportunity I saw. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna turn pro now. You don't have to do these amateur fights. Like, okay, I'm, maybe I skip those lines and go to UFC. I'm ready. You yeah, know? I'm fucking ready. I I know it's a scare and I'm, I get nervous sometimes, but. This is what I ask for, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm asking for that. Well, seeing some of your knockouts, I feel like you're ready. <laughs> just as a, <laughs> just from the outside looking in. But tell us a little bit, of, like, what's the rhythm of a fighter? Like, obviously, you always have to stay in shape and you have to train. But before we jumped on the air, you were talking about, hey, I'm going down for three weeks, four weeks to train in Mexico City. Because a lot of yes. people don't realize Mexico City is at a very high elevation. Mm -hmm. And fighting five rounds at elevation is tiring as fuck. It yes. wears on your lungs. So what's the rhythm like? You stay in shape, and then you find out you have a fight, and then do you do a fight camp? Like, what does the timing look like for a real professional fighter? Okay, for me personally, uh, I really like. Uh, I'm I'm vegetarian, so I try to eat healthy all the time, and I try to to maintain myself really good. Not I cannot uh, stay with the rhythm of fighting all the time because I will be dead, you know. Right. But uh, when I go back to Mexico, I train two, three hours a day, normal. Take my take some. I can take some beers. I get. I I know how to relax when I need to relax. You mm -hmm. know. That that's why I'm not afraid of smoking. I, right. I know what's everything about. But right now. I'm focusing on something that, that, like, when it's time to work, I work, you yeah. know? And um, there, I normally, what, the normally, uh, like, a fight camp is eight weeks. Eight weeks. Like, eight weeks is a normal fight camp. I have, I had for this, seven. So, seven and a half, because it was a little short notice. But I, I'm going to do perfect. I'm going to do really, really good. Yeah. And uh, just side yes. note, if yes. you're a vegetarian, where do you get your protein? Do you eat fish? Do you eat? I uh, do a lot. I do a lot of uh, seeds. Uh -huh. go. Uh, that's that's how I take my proteins. Uh, I I eat a lot of lentils, uh, chickpeas. I know. Uh, I know it doesn't have a lot of uh, protein, but what I I, I have a, a, a dietitian. Mm -hmm. He he has told me that it's not about the amount. But about the quality, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm fo I'm focusing on that. I believe on that. So I've been four. It's four years now that I that I've been on that diet. So uh, I like it. I, I like uh, I like this diet. I feel good. I uh, yeah. that's what I do. And what uh, what weight class do you fight? I fight 170. 170. So let's talk about the weight. Like when you're when you start eight weeks out on a fight camp, how much do you weigh the first day of fight camp? Obviously. Mm -hmm. 
you know, for people that aren't familiar with the, the fight game, you'll weigh in at 170. You'll be 170 pounds for about five minutes. And then you start, <laughs> yes, yes, and then you start rehydrating. True. So where do you start, you know, weight-wise? And then where does the cut happen over the eight weeks? I don't like to go more than 25 pounds. I go like 195, 196. But a lot of these guys go like 40 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like 40 pounds. I don't. I, I like 25, 30. But that's how I like to maintain. And then I just start, for example, I eat a lot of fruits and um, a lot of seeds. And what, what, I, what I do is that when the fight is uh, starting to come early, like uh, soon, sorry, I... Mm-hmm. Uh, I just start cutting uh, food. If I eat one uh, big uh, watermelon, papaya, I just half and half. and just starting to reduce the amount, and that's how I do the weight cut. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I, I really do a, a not easy weight cut, but I, I don't... Uh, I. Uh, uh, it's not really hard for me to do the yeah. weight cut. So you're not trying to cut 17 pounds of water weight no. two days before the fight or no. something crazy like no. that. No, no. Uh, and then and then as it start to taper off, like you know, a week out from the fight, yes. do you still have five pounds, ten pounds? Yeah, I think like like ten ten days. You say yeah, ten seven days, ten days. I have maybe like 10, 12 pounds. Okay, yeah. and that you can just do with water. Right? Yes, then then I do with water. I just do a. Uh, Hyperhydration, that's uh-huh. what they call. I do an hyperhydration, like uh, five, five, six days, something like that. I take a lot of water, like I'm talking a lot, a lot of water. Right. And then you start, your body starts to uh, uh, putting the all the water away. So that's mm-hmm. how you you start reducing the water. You take ten liters, and then you take eight, and then you take six. You take ten liters of yes, water? Like 10 oh, liters. holy shit, that's yeah, a lot of water. It's a lot. But then it's like a trick to the mind because you're telling your body that you're, you're getting a lot and the body needs to to put the, the, um, the water away because it's too much. But then the last day of the flushing, you call, we call it flushing, mm-hmm. we just don't drink nothing. But the body is expecting to give like 10 liters, so the body is preparing as well and start getting everything away. Mm. And then, but you, <laughs> that day is no good. No, no fun, good, huh? no fun, brother. Oh. It's really, really, the, like the weight cutting is really hard for all the athletes, um, for all the MMA fighters, but uh, it's our job. Uh, yeah, because you, I mean, <laughs> I, I've seen you from Instagram and at the gym with your shirt off. You're 6'6". For you to make 175, yes. 175 pounds, it's like not normal. It, it, if I was just to look at you, it doesn't seem humanly possible. I'm <laughs> I'm 202 pounds and I'm you know 5'10", so you got eight inches on me. You're built like a yes. fucking Greek god, and I got a little bit of chubbiness <laughs> on me. So if if you told me Scott, you have to lose 10 pounds, I'd say yeah, fuck off, dude. I can't I can't do it. So like the idea of you getting down to 170. And then you weigh in, and um, do you weigh in the same day as the fight, or one day early? One day, uh, we weigh one day early, like uh, really, really, uh, like in the morning. So you got like one day and a half mm-hmm. to rehydrate because all the all the day that you cut, uh, all the day that you give the weight, you have all that day to rehydrate, and then the fight day. Yeah. So okay. You got like one day and a half, but it's still it's uh right now a lot of guys that cut a lot of weight they don't it's not possible to cut too much weight 
they're not good as as it's, it's not healthy to do it. You know, right. sometimes you see people in the in the fight and they get touched and they got knocked out yeah. because they don't get the the same oxygen. The same is really hard. It's not it's not something to play. You know, you need yeah. to do it professional. You need to do it good. That's yeah. why I don't like to cut extremely weight. That's that's the reason because I know is not healthy at all. So I try to to reduce the weight cut as much as I can. So if the day before the fight, let's say 10 a.m. the day before, you weigh in for that one minute, you're 170.000, yeah. and then the next night at 7 o'clock, so you've got maybe uh-huh. 31, 32 hours to I'm eat, like rehydrate. like 183, 184. You're 183, so you rehydrate like, 10, 15 yes. pounds. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Because I've heard some of these crazy stories of these guys who fight like 185 and they walk in the ring at 209 yeah. pounds. Yes. They gain back like 25 yes. pounds in a day. Yes. Like, how that can't be good for your body. Yeah, yeah. I your don't livers, like it. Your kidneys. I don't like it. Like, there are a lot of fighters that, that do it. I I understand why they do it uh, because they're going to be fucking strong when, they, when they're when they in the in the cage. But... It's all uh, what you like. I don't like it. Yeah, know? I don't like to do that. I like to, and I've been, I've done that once. That I got a lot of uh, hyper, uh, that I got a lot of food after I wait, and then in the fight I didn't feel really good. Mm. So I said like, no, this is not for me. I'm cutting this weight and I'm 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 doing this, and that's all. Like I don't I don't want to get too much because I'm gonna feel slow. I'm not gonna feel, you know. Yeah, it depends on the on the on the guy. Because your style, correct me if I'm wrong, and I've only seen yes. some clips on Instagram and YouTube, your style is more stand-up, fluid. Like, you have to have yes. Yes. you have to have movement. You're yes. not like this beast no. of a guy who's just going to try to grab somebody no. and take them to the ground. No. So you have to feel going into the fight. Yes. you like, got to have your rhythm, right? Yes. That's my style. That's the style I'm developing because I'm still developing my style. And I like rhythm. I like movement. Mm-hmm. I'm like distance. That's my... That's my uh, principal uh, arm. You, you say like that? Arm? Mm-hmm. That's my principal thing. I need to use the distance. I need to keep you the fuck away. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? So what do you work on for like inevitably when you run into that like division one wrestler yeah. or the guy who just wants to take it to the yeah. ground? Are, are you working with your uh, with your head coach? Are yeah. you working a lot of sprawls or defense? Like what's your um, like what, what what's the skill set you're working on right now? Yeah, right now I'm, I've been working a lot of these elbows and knees, my elbows and knees, because they're trying to cut the distance from me, right. you know? So if I'm really tall, so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, really tall. what kind tall. of fucking reach do you have? <laughs> how, how far is your reach? I don't know exactly, but it's too much. Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a reach, dude. So, so what, I, what I'm developing is, when if they pass this, I need to use my, my elbows, you know? I need to use my elbows, my knees, and that's the guy that I fought the last time, he got fucked up, man, with my with my uh, elbows. I opened up him like here, here, like five cuts I did to him because he was trying to get in, and every time he got in, like boom, I got hit with with an elbow, with a knee. Like come come in, and I'm gonna hit you, you know? Yeah. So that's my that's the game plan. I'm trying to develop like distance. If I'm if I'm in the outside, I'm gonna try to punch you to kick you from the outside. And if you come in, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to knee you or or, or elbow you. And at uh, at 175, I can't imagine you're fighting anybody as tall as you. There is nobody as tall as me, even in the UFC. Yeah, 170. There's no guy. Uh, there's a guy I think six seven, uh, six six, but he fights two or five. 
Yeah. Do something like that. Because I'm thinking, even if somebody does get you to the ground, if you push them off with your legs, yeah. they can't swing at your head. They're not tall enough. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, that, that's, that's what the interesting thing becomes. Uh, that's when the sports become interesting, you know, yeah. because it's the fighting style. There's some dudes that really fucking strong. If you're 170 and you're short, you got you gotta be fucking strong, right? Yeah. So that's the fight because it's the style. If I'm getting the distance, I'm I'm gonna do good. But if maybe if you take me down, maybe I got a lot of distance, but you're stronger, you know. Yeah. So that's the fight, you know. The, that that's the that's the that's why it's really interesting. Yeah. But like you said, with the elbows and the knees, if that's what you're focusing on, somebody's gonna have to take a lot yes. of damage to get to your legs. Yes. yes. Like a lot. Yes. Oh, man. And then what type of, because uh, I'm just trying to think, yeah. like, stylistically, your head's popping up above the cage at your height. <laughs> um, if you do do work against the cage or against the wall, what are you trying to do, right? Because you have so much height and leverage on them. What's your game plan if they get you up against the wall? Uh, I'm trying, I'm not trying to go to the ground, right. uh, really. I'm not trying to go to the ground. I really train it, the ground as well. I really, I love jujitsu. I really train a lot of wrestling right now. I'm training a lot of wrestling because I need to know everything, right. but it's not the game plan, right? right. It's like I have these, um, I have these guns, but I don't want to use them, right, you know? Right. <laughs> like stay away from them. I don't have to use them, but if I need to use them one day, I got to use them. Right. But staying, I want to keep him off the wall. I want to. I don't want to be on the wall. I want to be in the in the center of the cage. That's yeah. my goal. That's yeah. my plan. Like if you take me to to the cage, I'm gonna try to open my my legs and just turn you and go back to the center. Dude, I can't imagine trying to like you know you see these guys try to grip and collapse the legs. You're so fucking tall. Your center of your leg balance <laughs> that would be impossible to get like a double leg takedown against you yeah, against the wall. It's difficult. I'd have to have some monkey arms like just orangutan <laughs> to get around you. That's wild, man. So tell me a little bit about the six pro fights that you've had. Um, yes. Have there been any crazy battles or have they been pretty quick? So we stayed in the that you know I got signed with the upper management team and they told me also this is a fun uh, fun part of the story. Looks the 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 company that I fight is it called Looks? It's called Looks L U X L U X. Okay, cool. It's on Fight Pass. It's a really big league in Mexico and in Latin America. So uh, yeah, I watched some of their fights. They have a very professional. Yeah, it doesn't look like you're fighting at the county fair. Yeah, it's like it yeah, looks like a UFC it's, fight. It's really nice. It's really cool. So imagine this. I haven't fight uh, uh, like. Uh, I, I didn't do a lot of amateur fights and then they signed me and then they told me you're gonna you're gonna do your pro debut in looks so that's for me it was like fuck man like I, I like because of the head kick I did to this guy then they told me you're gonna fight and you're gonna do your debut in looks so I was like the same like fuck man I am am I ready or no am I ready or no and this coach all, all, always like go man you fucking ready this is your fucking opportunity and uh, my pro debut I did it in 185 I didn't cut the weight it didn't cut weight at all. My first pro fight didn't cut weight. And when I got into the cage, it was a fucking, I'm going to look him up. He was big, man, because he, uh, he got the weight uh, again. Yeah. So that's why I decided to go to 170 because they were. Uh, oh, 170, yeah. Because these, these guys were, um, were really huge. Because yeah. if, if, he's, if he's doing a professional weight cut from 185, yes. He probably walks around at 210. 210. And a 210 beast. And the fight is going to be 205. Yeah. 
200 minimum, and I was 185. Right, right. No cut. No cut. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I ate the, the day before uh, in, the, <laughs> in the weight cut. I was drinking some uh, coconut water and just hydrating. And was like, when I, went in, when I went to the fight, he was really big. And it was like, fuck, I remember, like, my coach, like, you don't let this guy come inside. Like, he was, don't let this guy come inside because he was huge. And uh, the fight started, head kick, head kick him in the face, head kick him, did him a knockdown. He got up, took me to the ground. I stand up, I throw another uh, kick. I like to kick so much. I throw another kick and then I hit him. But this guy did this. And then I went back and when he tried to, uh, to punch me, I, I um, did a triangle. When he tried to punch uh. me, I did a triangle and I submit him like in one minute, uh, 26 seconds. He yeah. was really, really Yeah, you fast. have giant legs, man. If you get somebody <laughs> a triangle, they're not getting out. <laughs> he, he didn't get out. So I, it was, that I won like in one minute, 26 seconds, something like that. I grabbed him in a triangle and then, uh, uh, and then was like, wow, like everything, like my dream started to, 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 to pay off, you know, like everything I was planning. I did the debut. Like I, I remember I hugged my, uh, my uh, my coach, like, thank you for believing in me. Yeah, we go, we're going, right? Like, yeah. everything you say, now I'm going to believe, right? Because right. now I'm not going to doubt in myself. He was like, we're going down to 170. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down to 170 because you saw this motherfucker. But, and maybe uh, uh, if we go more professional, these guys are going to get bigger. So you need to go to 170. You, you can do it. Like, I see you and... You can do 170 easy. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay. And then I started second fight, first round, uh, first round, uh, ground and pound, finished the guy. The third fight, finished him first round, knee, the, the, the fight you saw that was the third fight. In my fourth fight, I had a, a, I had, I had an injury. Uh, on my uh, on my knee, something happened. Uh, I got really, really a uh, really big injury, so I was like for a little uh, a little sad. I got into the fight, and I I felt I wasn't there in that fight. I won, but let me tell you this story of my fourth fight. I thought I wasn't there at all. I remember like I don't know what happened to me. I was supposed to fight a really good guy in my in my fourth guy like a brown belt in jiu-jitsu and a really a really big guy and then this guy pulled out and they told me like you're gonna fight a debutant guy uh he did a lot of kickboxing matches but he's gonna make his pro debut he did a lot of kickboxing matches uh but he he's just starting with you his mma career and I got a big lesson that day because I was like oh man I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this guy and knock him out you know that's what I thought and the fight started. I remember my I, my head. I don't know where 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 I had my head. And then with the fight started, I throw a I throw a a, a kick. I thought I was gonna like land. I throw a kick. He blocked it. Throw another kick. He blocked it. Started like moving. Boom! He hit me with one with one punch and dropped me. He he knocked me down. <laughs> Fuck! Like I remember in that uh, that time I I I um. I remember thinking like, fuck, I saw him, like I'm losing, I'm losing this match. And then I got up, but it's, it's difficult to get in the rhythm back again, you know? So I tried my best and I still, I give him, I, and then I started like to fighting. 
took this guy to the ground. Now, in this fight, I need to took him to the ground because this guy was good. Yeah, yeah. He fought a lot of kickboxing. So I took him to the ground and choked his ass out <laughs> in the first round as well. In the first round as well. So I choked him out, tapped him out. So the fight that you felt kind of like shit and you were distracted you still won in the first round i, I still won on the first uh, on the first round it's amazing but i but i got uh, i didn't like that fight you know yeah. I, like i got down and i remember like fuck what the fuck what was the what was the lesson for you about you know keeping focus or staying disciplined like uh, coming out of that fight when you reflect on it what do you think the the good lesson was the good lesson was that you don't need to, you need to always be uh, you need to feel there, you know? Like, you don't need to discriminate nobody or just because, ah, oh, yeah, this guy's debutant or something. You need to fight because for you, you know? Like, you, 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 your biggest opponent is you. The, the guy that is in front, it doesn't matter. He's just your next, uh, uh, your next, uh, how you say? Your next uh, uh, thing to, to, to pass, the yeah. next level, you know? Yeah. But... The next challenge. The next challenge. But the, the most important thing is to, to focus on yourself, you know? You need to focus on yourself. And that was my main thing. I'm not going to think in nobody. When I fight, I'm going to fight against myself. My, my, me, we are our biggest rivals, you know? You can be or your biggest enemy or your biggest friend. You. Yeah. So that was my big lesson. I went down. I talked with my coach, like, what the fuck happened? You got knocked down. <laughs> like, you were... I don't know where where your head was, but this cannot happen to you. He told me like he this cannot happen to you. And but I'm glad this happened to you. He told right. me that. Like right. I'm glad this happened to you right now because you need to understand yeah. that uh, this is the fight and it's going to keep happening. It's yeah. a fight, you know? Right. But cuz if you're if you're not paying attention and you run into a, you know, a young John Jones or a young Sean Strickland who their overhand right will put you to sleep, yes. like, that fight's over, right? Yes. Like, if you're not focused. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, so, all right, fifth and sixth fight, what do those look like? So, that was the fourth. And the fifth fight, um, this also a fun story, because the guy that, um, so, this guy that knocked me down, uh, he has a gym. Well, th these guys are from a team in Mexico. So, when I... When they told me, hey, you're going to fight uh, next next opponent, and they give me a guy from the same gym, but was, uh, like, more level than the guy I fought before that knocked me down. Because these guys thought that, okay, if this guy knock him down, yeah. this guy's going to kill him, you know? This guy's going to kill him because this guy, a really, really talented guy, he's uh, from, uh, uh, they call him Tiger, and he's from uh, Venezuela. So this guy, my first international fight against another guy from another nationality, my fifth fight, big fight, because it was from the same gym as the guy that dropped me, and uh, this guy was talking as shit, and you know, big fight. And um, but I, but my mind was ready, you know, like I knew that he dropped me because I wasn't there. I'm not gonna. Uh, say that this guy was bad. This guy, this guy that I fought was really, really good. Yeah. Anybody but, willing to get in the ring, in my mind, yeah, they're they're already a warrior. Yeah, they're they're really good. But I knew that I could be better. Uh, that I could be better than that. You know, I could fight better than than what I than what I fought on the fourth round. And then uh, so the fifth round, uh, the the fifth the fifth fight came. I started the fight. 
I started, he was, this guy is jacked. The, the guy uh, from that I'm talking about, he's really, really jacked. And so I keep my distance, keep my distance. Uh, and also I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to, to go like, a, like, like, I didn't want to risk, to risk so much because I didn't want to get uh, hit by him. So the fight, I, this was my only fight that I took to the distance. Like mm. I was just punching him, punching him. He didn't want to risk. He was uh, waiting me for me to come at him. So I, I'm not, I wasn't going to uh, go to him, right? So I was kicking him from the outside. This guy was strong, so he, 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 he was good as well. So we went to the to, to three rounds. I won the three rounds. One, two, and three. I won the three rounds. I was about to, uh, at the third round uh, of that fight, I took him down and tried to choke him. Really, I have that video in Instagram. He, I don't know how he survived. <laughs> really, <laughs> you need to see that video. Really, because um, that video is really cool. Because he slept. He slept. Like, I remember he, I, I felt, <gasps> he was like, he was out. And I don't know how this guy, like, grabbed my hand. Like, he, he came back from the... <laughs> like a fucking from, zombie, huh? Like some fucking zombie. <laughs> and grabbed my arm and kept fighting, man. He, he, that was a really, really awesome fight. Yeah. Because he, he, he grabbed me and kept fighting and we went to distance. I won the... the, the, the he, he just basically decided he was going to die before he quit. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good, and then the fight finished. I, I I get a big lesson as well because my confidence as well got back up since the knockdown. Yeah, and now you know you can go the distance. You got I, good cardio. Exactly. I knew. Okay, now three rounds. I did good, um, but I knew also I didn't risk too much. Like, right. hey, you could have finished this guy. Why you didn't finish? Because I didn't want to risk. But now on the next fight. I think I know how, right? Like I don't I, I believe more in myself. I know that I'm gonna I can finish this guy. I'm gonna finish my next fight. I said, I remember I said, I'm gonna finish my next fight. And then um so the next fight, the six, the last one that I had, uh, was against a guy that has some fights with some uh, UFC right now. So he fought the you know Chris Curtis? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this? Chris Curtis uh one to this guy. He was a guy yeah. that uh, a fucking crazy guy that like really uh, tough that he was willing to fight everybody. Yeah. He, so he was really crazy. But those fights are really dangerous, you know? When, yeah. When somebody is willing to die, it's a dangerous dude, right? Yeah. He, maybe he, he's not the best in striking or grappling, but this guy is not going to stop. He'll go crazy. He'll go crazy. And so my next, my uh, last fight was like that. He he got really crazy, uh, but because he was really uh, getting crazy, he got really uh, he got really uh, beat up because he was getting really inside, caught, caught, caught on the second on the second round. I stopped. Uh, they stopped the fight. Too many cuts on his face. Too many cuts in his yeah. face. I was yeah. What weight does uh, what weight does Chris Curtis fight? He fights one eighty five. Jesus Christ, because that dude is big. Because <laughs> yeah. he he's like really good friends with Strickland, right? Yeah. And I see Chris sometimes. He comes over and does jujitsu at our gym yeah. to get in some more wrestling. Yes. And that fucking dude is huge. He's, yeah. He must walk around at like 220, yes. 210, and then he's cuts huge. down to 185 because he is a beefy guy. Yes. Um, do you train with him at all? Do yeah, you guys? I trained yeah. with him. I trained with, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, but Strickland uh, for Adesanya. Yeah, you know, yeah. Adesanya. I was the sparring 
for uh, Strickland when he fought Adesanya. Because you're kind of built like Adesanya. Yeah. You're tall, you're, you're tall. lanky. Yeah, and when I got in the gym, they saw me. Uh, I didn't uh, used to spar with the Strickland. I didn't like because he goes crazy. He has, <laughs> yeah. He's famous of being crazy with his sparrings. But like he was uh, he was nice. I, I really got to know him more. Yeah. And then he was paying me the rounds. I trained with him a lot. And also I trained with Chris Curtis, but more with the Strickland for that fight. So I was really glad that he went fight at the Sanya and then won. So, so we can put this we can put this as the intro to the podcast that we'll just say you're the reason why Sean Strickland beat Adesanya. We'll say it's all because of you. It's all because of Tarzan and his training style and your physical makeup. You you got Strickland ready for Adesanya. You are the reason why Strickland is the world champion of the UFC. We'll just. We'll put uh, yeah, that. At I the would beginning. like to say that. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and see, you were all worried about your uh, your English. Your English is way better than my Spanish. So now we've got our little teaser for the for the podcast that you are the reason Sean Strickland is the UFC champion. So I, I've always been interested in this. Like, obviously, you know, Lux MMA. Yes. They have a vested interest in keeping. Like, you've got the look. You're yes. humble. You're bilingual. Like they have a vested interest in keeping you in the promotion because you're like a big draw. Yes. But is there some type of gentleman's agreement where like if you get a shot at the UFC, everybody knows like, hey, the UFC is the big brother. Like we're going to release you. Or do you have to fight out your whole contract with Lux? Or how, how does that work if the UFC sees you fight next month and they say, all right, man, we're calling you up to like the big leagues? It's convenient for them for me to fight in the UFC because now they're going to have another guy from looks in the UFC. So it gives built, them more uh, uh, prestige. Yes, or. more. And I was built in looks. Like all my six fights were in looks. So to have uh, a guy from like way from uh, from one to six in the in looks now in the UFC, that would be awesome, you know? Yeah, so they'll, they'll gladly release you to the yes, UFC yes, because I've, it makes uh, them look better. I, I've got some talks with him, with the, with the president of looks and... They they're supporting me as well. It's a really it's a really nice uh, company as well. They're supporting me to yeah. go to the UFC. Man, that's so nice to hear. Cause in boxing, these people are dicks, man. Like the different promotions, they're like, no, you can't fight that guy. And so in boxing, we end up never getting the best yes. fights at the yes. right time. But because this guy's at Golden Boy yes. and this yes. guy's at Aram's promotions, and like they just they end up fighting with but each other. That's why the UFC is getting really really good right now because. The, the UFC doesn't care if you're good and you're good. You're fighting right now, right? That's really that's uh, that's why UFC right now has a lot of fans because they put the best with the best. And in boxing, you don't see that too much now. Like, right? You that, never like see you it. say, uh, you you got a guy that is good, and they're putting some guys that are not good because they want to build them. Yeah. So that's why UFC is getting a lot of uh, of fan base right now. Yeah, I saw a podcast with. Um, with uh I don't I can't remember if it was Roy Jones, one of the older school fighters, you know, that was really popular during the 90s. Yes. And he's like, "Man, back then it was like a badge of honor if you had a loss or a couple losses, it's cuz you fought all the best guys." Yes. And now the box boxing is all about protecting the record, try to get them to 25 and 0, try to make them like the next Mayweather where they're undefeated. Yes. So we end up, you know, like even Mayweather and Pacquiao, they fought 5 years too late. Yes. You know, it's just it's just silly, but it seems like in MMA people like you who are willing to take risks good coaches like you that are trying to push you to, <laughs> to take risks that they know that you can handle. <clears throat> and then, you know, Dana White or the, the president of, uh, of Lux looks, um, 
they, they just have a vested interest in making the best fights right now. Yes. Oh, interesting. So are you fighting in the main event? Uh, I'm in fighting in the main event. Congrats, yes, man. Thank you so much. Is it your first main event? It's my first main event. Oh, I'm man. Really, uh, it's my first. Uh, in MMA, we fight f uh, three rounds. Uh -huh. And main events, five fight five rounds. Yeah. So it's really, really also a, a good opportunity uh, because I'm going to fight five rounds. I'm going to, in altitude, like everything is not on my side, you know? Right, but, right. But I'm still going there and still going to give the best version of myself. I, I'm, I'm thinking right now, I want to be in the UFC. I want to be in the UFC really much. But I'm focusing on giving my best performance, the best performance of my life. And that's, I like I'm focusing on that and if I give my best performance I know I'm going to get signed you know yeah. so I'm focusing on giving my best performance giving the best of me I don't I don't care if it's a war or if I knock him out in the first round I'm just going to go there and give my best fight and you know when we talk about going from 3 rounds to 5 rounds and we talk about fighting in Mexico City at 6000 feet elevation what's the training been like are you doing more cardio I'm doing or a you... lot of cardio yeah I'm doing yeah. a lot of cardio and what does cardio look like for a pro fighter cuz when I think about cardio it's like oh maybe I'll go run a mile yeah. at like a very slow <laughs> pace cuz I'm old and I'm fat but what does cardio look like for a pro fighter for me uh, a part of everything I'm doing right now I try to do 30 minutes uh, jump rope Every day, that's like uh, I'm doing a 30-minute jump rope. Aside of the four hours of training I do every day, I do 30 minutes uh, every day. And then I'm right now for the first time in a really good place in Vegas. It's called Project Wellbeing. Okay. A lot of uh, NFL guys and a lot of guys go there to, to do their workouts. So they're doing my strength and conditioning over there. Mm. And when I go three times a week over there, in the, it's called Project Wellbeing. Project Wellbeing. We're going to have to like put up a screenshot of like their <laughs> advertisement or something for Project Wellbeing. Because I, I haven't heard of them, but they're, they're, they're really just good. training and they're athleticism. They're, they're doing a strength and conditioning, and I close with them uh, with the sprints. Like I do a lot of bike. I do a lot of uh, like sprints with the... Do you do that fucking assault bike oh, thing? Oh, fuck, fuck that machine, man. <laughs> All right, so anybody who thinks they're tough or thinks they're in good shape, get on an assault bike. And if you don't know what an assault bike is, Google it. Yes. And just try to go full speed for yeah. one minute on an assault bike. You will feel like you're having a stroke. I do rounds of that, like a sprinting. Like 20, I, I did, uh, last time I did five rounds, 20 seconds maximum, like 20 seconds maximum, got out. No resting, got, a, got a, some, uh, some little weights um, and um, shadow box for one minute. Without resting, sip of water, go back 20, 20 seconds sprint. Fu, 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 fu. One minute shadow boxing. That, we're doing a lot of cardio for, the, for getting ready. To Somebody right now is sitting on their couch listening to this podcast <laughs> and they're fat and they're, and they're like, oh, 20 seconds. What's 20 seconds? No, go try to sprint for 20 seconds on an assault bike and you'll yes, have a heart attack yes, for sure. Yes. Oh, man. All right. So you're so really picking up the cardio. And what is your. Um, four hours of training man that brings up so many questions with like how do you balance the training and the recovery yes. and the diet like four hours of training there's there's days and i'm nowhere near at the level you are but you know you go to open mad and it goes a little bit long and you get in some extra rounds and after two hours sometimes i've come home on saturday and i just sit on the couch and my wife's like 
what's wrong? Is this jujitsu helping or is it hurting? Like you're out of commission for like 24 hours. And granted, I'm 45, you're 26, but what does four hours of training look like? Like what's the rhythm or how much of it is sparring? How much of it is positional? Man, uh, a lot of, it's really hard. Like my week, uh, Today, on uh, Saturdays, is my resting day. I don't do nothing. I just recover. Oh, I did in the morning. I went to, these guys are helping me as well, the uh, upper management team. In the project well-being, they give me massage. I went to sauna. I I, did, I do, it's part of my job to recover well. Yeah. You know, today is my recovery day. I don't do nothing exercise. Just eat, sleep and go to recover. They do me, I, I get the red light all over my body, uh, Epsom salt, everything today. Because I know tomorrow, still a little, uh, tomorrow, jump rope, do a little shadow, and then go to the open mat. I do like, to, like, uh, so, like the weekend, still slow. And on Monday, really hard. I, do, I try to do a little of everything on the days. That's how I like it. So, for example, I get in the morning some drills, uh, kickboxing drills, and then I do some grappling, and then I do some wall, and then I finish with some strength and conditioning. So that's, that's maybe the day. And then on Tuesdays, I do the same thing. But then I do sparring. So my Tuesdays and Thursdays sparring sessions. Uh, uh, Wednesdays as well. Uh, everything is, I try to do a lot of everything. In the, uh, I, I try to do every, like, uh, what I mean by everything is some grappling, some boxing. I try to do everything in one day. Like, yeah. I try to do one hour of boxing. I try to do one hour of grappling because we need to be complete. That's my... Uh, I like that, you know? I don't do, well, one day I do four hours of boxing. No, I don't like it. I like right. to do one hour boxing, one hour wrestling, one hour of uh, strength and conditioning. Uh, so it's really hard. I go really, really hard till till this day. Today was my day of recover. And I'm glad that I make it to this day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally, I get somebody to massage me, <laughs> yeah, take I care like of the this food. Day. I yeah, like yeah. this day. Yeah, this is a good day. So um, the sparring brings up a lot of interesting questions for me because, um, you know, the body can only take so much punishment. So how do you balance, like, there's no... There's no substitute for what a real fight feels like. Like the first time I fought an amateur boxing match, my heart rate was probably 200. You're tensed up. Like yes. if you don't get real sparring practice, you're going to be a fucking mess when you go into the fight. Yes. But you also have to make sure you don't get cut. Yes. You don't overwork. So like what's on a sparring day, what does it look like for warm up and then how many rounds and are you intentionally going with guys that are worse than you, the same as you, better than you? Like what does a sparring day look like? Um, we do in the extreme couture, we do five rounds of five minutes. So like a championship fight. And oh, then, shit. And then we close with, uh, with some grappling. So two more rounds of grappling. So I'm, I'm, I know that's why I'm not really scared for the five round fight because I'm preparing and I'm doing good. Yeah. And, uh, but what I try to do right now, you can see my face. I'm cut. I'm uh, bruised. I'm, uh, because right now on this point of the camp, I can go really hard. I can. Because you're like a month out, right? Yes, exactly. So these are my weeks where I can go really hard. I need to go. I'm going with, fuck, man, if I tell you, I'm going with guys ranked in the UFC middleweight. So yeah. one level up in the in my weight class. I'm going with guys that are really, really, really good. A lot of experience. A lot. I fought, uh, I, I don't know if you know Brad Tavares, also a Hawaiian guy that's a... Uh, 
that's been in the UFC like seven years. And I spar with him. He he fucked me up. Right. But he likes to also spar with me because I also uh, I'm getting better. I'm getting good. And um, they also they give me uh, uh, advice. It's not just a sparring and that's it. Uh, that's right. what I like about them. Uh, that's why I I train with these guys because they also they punch me hard. They do they they go hard with me, but. They at the end, hey, you need to work more on this. You need to work more on this because right now I'm just six and no. These guys are twenty fights, fifteen uh, yeah. fights. So they're the guy. They're the ones uh, like guiding me, you know. Yeah. And um, and when, for example, these these weeks I go hard, but then the uh, like maybe two more weeks I need to slow the pace, you know, slow the pace in sparring. Right. But. I keep the same, like I do a lot, of, maybe more rhythm, maybe uh, uh, some more grappling, but I cannot risk myself to get hurt. Right. This is a time that if I get hurt, I can still recover. Right. You know? Right. You still have a month to. I still have a month maybe to recover. Cuts or anything like yeah, that will heal by then 100%. Yes. Yes. So right right now you're in the heat of like battle time. Yes. This yes. is like gladiator season for yes. you. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I have a cut here. Like I just did it on uh, on Thursday. I got bruised, my little my rib, my my um, I got hurt. Right, right. Like, but it's part of the it's part of the sparring. Like I talk with my coach, he's like, right now is the time. Go go and fight. Right. Because what's the best way to prepare for a fight? Fight. Fight. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And so um, it's interesting you say that like the fighters that are more seasoned than you, who know who knows, man, maybe in the next year or two. You could be fighting against them. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the environment, or or what is it about? Like right now, you're training at Extreme Couture. What is it about the culture they're building there that the guys will pull you aside and be like, "Hey, man, work on this. Your left hand was a little bit yeah. low. Like, how who's who's building the culture there? Why is it like that? Extreme Couture is right now. It's been like maybe like two or three years that has win like the, the like the best MMA gym in the world. So here in Vegas is the fight capital. They say this is the fight capital. That's why uh, fighters all over the world are here because you got a really, really good gyms. And um, Extreme Couture, his uh, head coach is called Eric Nixick. Mm -hmm. This guy really famous as well. And also Dennis Davis, a lot of good, uh, of good guys. And they're trying to build the culture of... Buddha, it's, it's funny because there are some fighters that have fought in the UFC and now they train together, you know? Yeah. Uh, there a lot of guys, Strickland has fucked up a lot of guys in the UFC and now they train together. So we just keep it as a sport. I know it's, uh, we have uh, some risk that, oh, maybe we fight. But right now we're not focusing on that. We are right now like a team and we just want to, to build each other really good. And we'll, we'll see in the future if I need to face. We, we all the 170, like, we look at, at each other like, okay, maybe one day we fight, but we never, we never speak. Like, we right. just, we just, we like to, co we like to compete. Yeah. And if you were to describe your style in comparison to some people that maybe the average fight fan would know, is there somebody who you're like modeling your game after or somebody you really look up to or like, oh, I've seen their career, like they did it right. Their fight yeah. style, like is there is there somebody that you look at and you're like, oh man, if I could if I could get my game closer to his, you would be happy with your performance. Uh, in uh, speaking of mind, I like I I really really love uh, some some guys. They can laugh right now because 
But I'm a McGregor fan. Like, yeah, really. I used to. I used to love how he thought, how he think. You know, and that's why I think he got really, really famous because he was not the 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 biggest guy or the. But he really believed in himself, and he really uh, did everything to to to. He really he had a confidence in himself that I love. You know, I really, really look. I have. I have pictures of him in my in my fucking uh, in uh, my room. I have uh, him in the phone. I really look up to him. I it, his times, you know. Right now, I don't like uh, the way he's he's uh, going, but on his times, I really love him, man. Yeah, and uh, I, I would probably change too if I got five hundred million dollars from selling a whiskey <laughs> brand. Like, I think I'm a pretty good human being, but money changes people. <laughs> money changes I might everything. be a, I might be a little bit more uh, bombastic and partying a little bit more. Yeah. If you gave me five hundred million dollars, it would be a problem. Maybe me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you get there, man. I want to be on your boat. Yeah, um, thank you. Bro. Oh man. So, uh, who else, like um, style wise, do you? Oh, like? fighting. I I look up uh, really much to Adesanya. Yeah. That's why when uh, Strickland fought Adesanya, my heart was like, fuck, man. Like, it's really funny because I admire Adesanya. I like him. And right. now I'm helping a guy to smack him. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, it's really fun. I, I really like his style because that's the, f- that's the style I need to develop. He's tall, he's long, he's rangy. So I need to fight, like... That kind of a style, you know, yeah. maybe Sean O'Malley, also a guy that <laughs> fights long. I look up to guys that are tall, long, and I like to stay on the feet. That's, yeah. that's why, uh, that's the guys I look up to. Was it, um, was it Crow Cop, who was a, uh, was a world-class kickboxer yes. before he fought yes. in Pride in the yes, UFC? He was fucking good. He had a left uh, high head kick of fuck, man. Yeah, that it was brutal, right? Brutal. Like he almost killed some people in yes, pride. Yes, yes. Oh man. So do you um I don't know enough stylistically between like Muay Thai and kickboxing and stuff. Is there a big stylistic difference in how like you as a kicker model your game? Is it like is it Muay Thai? Is it kickboxing? Is it just a fluid The the the, the beautiful of the sport is that you I think you cannot fight like a kickboxing in MMA. You cannot mm. fight like a, like a, like you cannot just grapple in MMA. You need to fight MMA. Right. So MMA is really complete. You need to move. You need to move. If I stay like a kickboxing or like a Muay Thai guy just standing because I'm, I know that I'm just going to stand with you, you're going to take me down. I need to mm. move, you know? So that's the style that I, that, that, it's not just looking like a, a like a Muay Thai guy. You need to you need to develop your game to an MMA fighter. Yeah, are, are you right-handed? I'm right-handed. So since you're uh, right-handed, which kick is better, left or right? Uh, I I like my right kick. Right yeah, kick, yeah, that, right kick. that over the top head kick. Yes, I like Fuck, that. Fuck, dude, I can't imagine getting head kicked by you. Man. That, <laughs> that would just suck, dude. That's one of my favorites. Because uh, like my head already almost comes up to your chest, so like you get that shin way up there and like that snapping motion <laughs> coming down on my head. That would fucking hurt, dude. Uh, <laughs> so um, what are you what are you looking forward to in this next fight? Like what what I love about you so far is like you just you, you just seem like a humble dude. Like you've said, thank you so You've much. said good things about the other fighters that you went you, you have a great confidence in yourself but you're also you're not talking shit about them but you're also not like building them up on a pedestal so what are you looking forward to in your in your next fight um in my next fight also there's a, i'm gonna fight a, a guy that has never lost so as well has uh less fights than me he's uh three and oh 
but also a prospect in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good fight. I'm 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 um, I'm looking up to this fight. But as I said, I'm focusing on me, on being the best version of me. If right now they call me and they say, "Hey, this guy is not gonna fight," I don't care. Give me another guy. You yeah, know? I yeah. don't care. I'm just focusing on myself. If you are, if you are the next guy, I'm gonna kill you. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you in the game. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Gonna fucking kill you. But if I'm focusing on me, on me, on me, on me, on me, yeah, and I'm looking forward to to make this fight. Uh, the best of me fight really long fight really to- uh, like really keep my distance like i want to i want dana white to think when he see me like how are these fucking guys in the in the ufc are going to deal with this guy he's really fucking tall i want him to think that yeah so i really need to show that i'm really fucking tall you know that yeah. i'm really i don't want this guy to touch me i'm gonna try to this guy not to touch me and if he takes me to the to the floor i'm gonna get up and maintain my my distance yeah your jiu-jitsu is pretty good too so you can yeah. choke him it's okay uh, yeah if i ch- i can choke him as well <laughs> yeah uh, i always think about that you know when you think about like watching fight movies or again my my uh, my original passion was boxing and i would always think for a pro boxer like if there's three buckets right where it's like the one bucket is I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to be the best person going into the match. And then the other thing is like, oh, I'm going to watch a lot of tape and study what the other guy yes. and I'm going to have a game plan for the fight. And then maybe the other bucket is like, oh, this guy has a deficiency is his game. So I'm going to try to exploit it. Do you do you focus yes. on that at all? Like watching the video and like, you know, the coach is saying oh, in your fourth fight, maybe, oh, this guy, he keeps his left hand yes. down. So you're going to have a good chance of, of drilling him with a right upper uh, uh, right roundhouse kick like is there a little bit of like studying the film and having a game plan or is it like hey i know who i am i'm just gonna go in there and fight with who i am what 100 you need to know the guy like it's uh i like to compare it like as uh like maybe if you like to run like a mountain like you need to know the mountain like mm. that you're running okay i'm gonna go to the red rock okay maybe uh has this elevation maybe a lot of peaks and then you just don't watch it anymore. You know what you know. You're not thinking, oh, this mountain, this mountain, this mountain. I think the same. Like, I watch this guy. Okay, he has good jiu-jitsu. He's a brown belt. He's left-handed. That's it. Like, I don't need to see more what he's doing or I don't care. Like, I right. know what he's going to try to do. I know what he's good at, what he's bad at. And then I focus on me. That's what nice. I like. I see. I watch him. Yes, I, of course, I watch his fights. I see what he does wrong, and then I stop. I and I focus on me. Yeah, that's interesting. Is it is it uh, harder or easier to fight a left-handed? Uh, I've I have fought two left-handed guys, and I did good. It's it's more uh, it's more difficult. I can say because most people it's not common to be left-handed. So mm-hmm. you get more sparrings. Uh, Right-handed. So right. you're more used to right-handed guys. So, so are you trying to find left-handed guys at Couture and be like, hey, let's get some rounds because yeah, I left-handed? Yeah, when you, when you, when you fight uh, left-handed, yes, you need, to fight, you need to find the sparring partners that help you. Like, yeah. I'm, finding a, I'm finding a guy that uh, really shoots a lot. Can you shoot a little bit? Yes. And he, they shoot. I'm fighting a tall guy. Can you, uh, they tell me, I'm fighting a tall guy. Can you uh, strike with me? Yes. Like that's, that's how we help each other. Yeah. And like, uh, if this is too personal, you can tell me it's none of my business, but like, 
what's the agreement? Is it just all, we're a team, so we're there, we're going to spar together? Or is it like, is there like a sign-up sheet and you get paid for rounds of sparring with other people? Like if Strickland asks you to spar, are you just going to do that because that's an honor? Or does he pay you to spar with him? It, 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 everything, it depends. But oh, okay. uh, it depends. But uh, this time, for example, I, I told Strickland when he told me, hey, man, we're going to spar and we, you're going to take some damage. I'm going to pay you. He told me that first. And you know what I responded? Uh, if you're thinking that you're going to hurt me and you want to hurt me, I'm not going to spar with you. That's what I said to him. I'm, I'm not going to spar with you because I have a fight as well. I'm not going to spar you. If you tell me you're going to take care of me, that doesn't mean you're not going to punch me hard. You're just going to take care of me. Yeah. You don't need to pay me. I told him that. You don't, you don't need. I, it's an honor for me to fight with you, you know, to train with you, to, to uh, learn from you. You don't, need to, you don't need to pay me. But you don't, I don't want you to hurt me. That's what I. That's what I told him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Fuck, come tomorrow, and we're gonna spar." And then I sparred with him. He took care of me as well. He taking care of a guy. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna punch him hard. It just right. means, for example, I hit you in the fucking rib, and I see you are um, hurt. I'm not gonna fucking punch you again or try to right, knock right, you right, out. Right. Like, are you alright, man? That's what I. That's what I like. Yeah, in yeah sparring yeah. session. Yeah, you don't want to get caught with a body shot and then he knees you in the face. Yes, no. That I don't like those guys. It's yeah. not a fight. Like right. I need you in the face, and I see you wobble. Hey, brother, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Take a break. Take like, a round, break. Rounds over. Good, no, come on. Okay. See, he wants to fight. I'm not gonna go hard because I know I'm gonna make him work. Right. Right. Know? It's like a. It's a. It's a gentleman's agreement. Yes. It, it, I, that's. I like to spar those guys that know how to take care of of the sparring partner. That's what I like. Yeah. And. Uh, but he's still uh, struggling. Still, when I told him that, the that uh, the sparring finished, and he just paid me as well. He told me like, "I'm getting money, man. Just have it." Uh, that's why he's a nice guy. Like I, I, I got to know him, and he was really he's he's really a champion. That's why he has the belt. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And do you find that most of the guys in the gym are of that quality? Yes. Like, like the guys that are assholes, do they just wash out in of ex- the culture? Yes, in extreme culture, everybody good athlete, good partners. That's the culture. Yes, yeah, of course. Do- the guys that are not like that, they're not there. You know, yeah. they, they they don't last. Yeah. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Does uh, does Rand <laughs> does Randy ever come into the gym still, or does he just own it? He goes sometimes. I've seen him, and uh, sometimes he gives class. I've seen him. Three times, four times, not 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 really much. Yeah, but uh, he he's he's done a really good job. That guy's built an empire for himself <laughs> with gyms and then with um uh, with his movie career and stuff. Yeah. Like he's really he's really done it. Yeah, um, I know it's a I know it's a long way away because you know a lot of these guys like yourself they'll hit their physical prime around 29, 31, yes. You know, somewhere yes. plus or minus five years. Most men are their strongest and their wisest for the fight game right around 30. So you probably got another 10 years of yes. great fighting ahead of you. But do you, do you ever daydream about the future? Like what might happen when you're 35, 40 and getting punched in the face isn't fun? Like yes. do you want to train or own a gym or do movies or be a celebrity in Puerto Vallarta <laughs> and, and run a bar? Or like what, what, would be, what would be a retirement plan for you in 10 years? Uh, I... Don't know exactly. I'm uh, right now flowing a little bit, but if I think <laughs> I just want to have a like a hippie retirement life, I <laughs> nice. wanna be. I have a. I I want to own a big restaurant. Uh, I want to just be with my girl. My plans: retire with some money, buy a boat, 
and I want to do that uh, for like just retiring. Go with my girlfriend, some dogs. Go with the, just go ski. Yeah. I like that. All those all those kind of things that right now I cannot do too much. You know, right. I want I want to do that when I retire. Is uh, is Puerto Vallarta where your heart is? Do you think yes. that's where you'll stay? Yes. That's, I I think of that because I I I think of coming to Vegas sometimes, like taking like building a family here, but. Right now, everything can change. But right now, I like my family and everything in Puerto Vallarta. And then when I have camp, come here and then go back. Like, like uh, I, I like this, uh, uh, this uh, thing. I like to think like a samurai. A samurai is a guy that if you see a samurai walking, he's, you don't know he's going he's gonna to kill you. You, know? you don't know he can you know, you, you, a samurai is a guy that cuts uh, the trees and that just uh, a good person, you know. But he only go, uh, puts the sword out or he's going to kill you, yeah. you know. I like to think of that, uh, how you say, like I like to think of that... Um, uh, mentality? Mentality, yes, of like a samurai. I go like back to Puerto Vallarta, I train. But I don't think of, uh, I'm not, if right now I'm more violent and everything because right now I need to, you know? But right. when I'm in Vallarta, you're going to see a fucking hippie uh, <laughs> just uh, without shoes and walking in the beach with his dog. That's who I am. I like it as well. Yeah. And what's it like for your girlfriend, man? Because I think about it sometimes when I have a bad day at work, like my wife and kids can tell, right? And it's it's one of the things that I don't like about wor uh, working from home is that when I worked in an office, I would have half an hour to drive home and I could unwind and I could decompress and I could listen to some Led Zeppelin or Guns N' Roses and get it out of my system. And by the time I walked in the door, I kind of left work behind. But when you work from home, like my kids can see it. My son, sometimes he's getting to the age where he knows to ask. He'll be like, dad, are you in a bad mood? Like, like did something go, my, my son, his favorite, his favorite thing is like, did something go wrong on a meeting call? And I'm like, no buddy, it's okay. But I, when you're fighting and you're beat up and you're exhausted, like, like what's it like for your poor girlfriend like like are you easy to deal with or is it like hey this is an eight-week fight camp i'm not going to see you a lot or how does it work to be in a committed relationship when you're doing this fight game she knows she's a she's a really really nice woman she's yeah. really really lovely that's why i'm with her you know because it's really difficult to be with an athlete like it's really it's it's a different lifestyle but i found her and she found me and uh and we we really get into each other. She knows that when I'm when I'm in fight mode, when I'm Tarzan, because it's my character, when I'm the fucking uh, savage, uh, she knows I'm not gonna be the same romantic guy. That uh, like when uh, when the fight starts coming more, like to the to the to to the day of fighting, I'm not the same. You know, I'm not the same of the hey baby and no, I'm right. not the same because I'm gonna try to fucking kill a guy. Yeah. You know. I'm, my mentality is of 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 hitting a, of take of uh, giving a guy really violent. So my mind is different, and she's been really uh, helpful with me because she understands and she gets also into the character. You know, she helps me. She's not like, oh, why are you like this? No, she's like, you're gonna get this guy. You're gonna win. You're gonna. So she supports me as well as all my family. Like. All my family from, they all go to my fights. They scream as loud as anybody in the crowd. So uh, I, I really fight for my family. I love it. Uh, uh, and 
yeah, it's really, really nice to have that kind of support. And do they stay in Mexico while you're here training or do they yeah. get to come up here at all and, and stay with you or? No, they, they haven't come here. My girlfriend came one day. Well, since I was a starting camp, she came like uh, one weekend and we went to the Grand Canyon and uh, just did a, a really relaxing thing. She went back and I started my camp. Yeah, but as as I told you, the when we are getting closer to the fight, more isolation, more uh, more concentration, you know. So they know, yeah, they they know me when I'm gonna fight. They know how to take care of me as well, you know. Yeah, and and going back to your great relationship with um, upper upper sports management. Yes. Um, like you're not having to work another job right now, right? Because yes. I, I know there's a lot of aspiring yes. fighters. There's even pro fighters yes. where they have to be a waiter yes. during the day just to just to pay their bills. But you right now are in a position where you can focus 100% on fighting. Yes. Man, what a gift. Yeah, that's that's why I really one day uh, I hope uh, because I, I'm liking the chat. If you know one day uh, uh, I'm going to present you this guy. He's really, really, really nice. And this guy has treated us like family you know he want the best for us he want the, the he want us to he, he has told me that like you don't need because i say hey thank you uh, always thank you he said like you pay me working hard if i go to vegas and i see you working hard you're paying me so he's really nice he he always help us so yeah it's really really an uh, an opportunity i'm getting an opportunity that yeah. i cannot uh that's why I'm focusing really much. That's why I don't go out. I, I don't. Go, I'm. I'm gonna have time to go out. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, it's not. I, I'm not that kind of a guy that no. I, I'm scared of this or scared of this. No, I'm gonna go out one day and get fucking drunk. Yeah, yeah you go party when the yeah, fight's over. I'm gonna over. party one day, but right now I'm gonna work. You know? Yeah, I'm, I, I like that to think that. When you uh, when you win the UFC championship in a couple <laughs> years, I want to fly down to Puerto Vallarta for the party. Yes. And, uh, I, I've got a funny story about Puerto Vallarta. Actually, um, we had our first kid, Gabriel, my seven year old, and um, when he was about a year old, eighteen months, my wife and I took our first vacation away from Gabriel. Okay, and we left Gabriel with uh, my mother in law. I've got the world's best mother in law, Juanita. Uh, she took care of Gabriel. And we went to Puerto Vallarta for like five or six days, and Karina was feeling so good. She had lost all the baby weight. She was taking pictures in a bikini again, and she has this one picture. And she, we got back, and she's like, "Look, I finally, I finally look like I did before I had the baby and whatnot." And then we found out she got pregnant in Puerto Vallarta. So then we had the second. Oh. Kid, wow. so Puerto Vallarta has a has a <laughs> yes. special special place in my heart, um, and uh, and so I will we'll have to go back there at yes, some point sir. and uh, eat it. Does your family still have a restaurant down there? Are they yeah. still oh, okay? Right now they have a restaurant, and this is something I didn't talk, but I opened up a little little restaurant with my girlfriend. She's right now open like the same uh, same name of uh, of my family's restaurant. Oh, nice! Now we put a little restaurant, so my girlfriend stays there. She stays focused as well. She's working a lot in the in the restaurant. So when I'm here, she that that's plan. That's part of the process, right? I, right. I, she wants to work. She's not uh, like just laying in the home because the, uh, she she needs to do something and. Uh, She's working right now in, in in a restaurant we 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 just opened like two or three months ago. Congratulations, man! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So building the business at the same time, like yes. you're, you're you're gonna have to marry her soon, man. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta lock it in. Yeah. Um, one of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life was in Puerto Vallarta. We got in a taxi cab and we're like, "Hey, man, take us to like the best place where you would eat. Like, we don't want to eat on the beach okay. at some." 
tourist place or whatever. Just take us to your favorite place. He starts driving way up the hill and I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, we're going to fucking die. Like he's, ki- he's, he's, kidnap he's kidnapping our ass. And we went all the way to the top of the hill and we pulled up at this house and he's like, just go into the house. Go into the house. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, this is how every bad movie starts. Like, this is like a horror movie. I'm like, all right. And I was like, well, you were thinking like, I told him, so I'm gonna enter. I'm gonna do it. So we walk in the house, and then all of a sudden, the house opens up to a porch, and it's one of the most beautiful wow. views in Puerto Vallarta. And it was like all you could eat lobster for like fifty dollars. Wow. It was one of the best dinners I've ever had. And then I come to find out, it's like a pretty famous place, uh, but it's off the beaten path, way up this hill. Wow. And uh, yeah, I I love everything about Mexico. I I think at some point we'll end up living in Mexico for a while because my wife's originally, her family's from Guadalajara, this little town called La Palma. So I need to learn Spanish so I can get <laughs> dual citizenship. My kids have dual citizenship in Mexico. So I got to, I to take the citizenship test in Mexico, you have to live there for a year and then you have to be able to speak the language. So I got to get off my ass and learn Spanish, man. <laughs> That's really cool, brother. Yes. So I, I, I always like to, I always like to end the podcast with uh, a couple questions. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and I'll have an extra one for you. So, uh, and you can answer these in order. The The first question is always, what are you most looking forward to? I, I think I know the answer to that one. My second uh, question is, what's your favorite movie? Okay. And then uh, my third question is, is there a fight that either you've been in or a fight that you've watched that like, oh, that's one of my favorite fights of all time. So okay. favorite movie, favorite fight, and like, what are you most looking forward to in 2024? Okay, so I'm going to start with the with the movie. Uh One of my, I have a lot of movies, but I think my, one of the best movies is Gladiator. Oh, such a great movie, man. Oh, fuck. I watch, I've watched it like (laughs) hundreds of times. I love that movie. I love it because that's the thing I'm looking to. Like he's, he has a family. He, he's a nice guy. And that's the model I like, you know, I don't like, uh, like the guy that just, uh, uh, like fuck hoes and uh, I don't like that I yeah. want to have my family I want to have a, I, I want to have pride that's what I'm looking for so that movie I like it really much so that's my it's such a good movie the soundtrack is good all yeah. the fight scenes are great you know they're making a part two no yeah, they're making a part two where the um, the son of the of the emperor's daughter, oh, shit. Yes. Uh, he's like a grown man wow. and he's having his own struggles and he's fighting wars. So they're filming it right now. They're filming wow. part two. Oh, it better shit. be good because if they fuck it up, I'm going to be like, if they make a sequel and they fuck it up, I'm going to be so mad because Gladiator, it's also one yeah. of my like top five movies. But, but I think that it's going to be good. I yeah. think it's going to be good. I hope so. And then uh, any favorite fights that come to mind or fights that you watched growing up that you're you're like, oh, that made me want to be a UFC fighter. Uh, one of the fights that I really like is, you know, John Jones. Yeah. You've heard of this guy? Yeah. I saw uh, there's a fight between John Jones and uh, Shogun Rua. Uh-huh. It's a, it was a Brazilian that this Brazilian guy was really dominant and he was really good. And John Jones has had like 21 years. And he got an opportunity to fight for the title. He wasn't going to fight for the title. He was just a prospect. And then when he won a fight, and then uh, they put the mic and they told him, like, hey, man, they just told us that the that the fighter that was going to fight Shogun Rua pulled out. Something happened to him. You want to fight? And he started, like, crying. Like, he went, like, fuck, yes. And then he went to the fight. And bullish like Shogun Rua with 21 years old and become the youngest champion in UFC history. Right now, he's the youngest champion in UFC history. Oh, 
I love that fight. Really good fight. He just mollished the Shogun. The and as well, John Jones, a really fighter that I like. He's yeah. really long, tall, big legs. He keeps his distance really well. As well, he likes to grapple. So I like him really much as well. Yeah, that's great. And then plans for 2024. Like, you're going to win this fight that's coming up. Okay. And then uh, how many? do you want to fight one time, two times, three times a year? Like, what are you looking forward to? Uh, this is a really good question because... You know, man, I'm going to say it, but I, I'm going to be in the UFC this year. I'm, I, I, I like to flow. I really like to flow, but uh, I think it's the year. You know, I don't want to pressure, but I think it's the year. Everything is, 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 is uh, looking like this is the year that I'm getting in. I wasn't planning it as well as I wasn't planning when I, when I uh, made my debut. Or, but everything is pointing that, to, that this is the year. So if yeah. this is the year, I'm ready. You know, I, it, that's all that I that that I'm focusing. I'm fucking ready. I don't care if it's gonna be next year or. But I'm focusing on being the the best, and I think it's gonna be the year. I think it's gonna be the year. Amazing, man. Well, I know you're going to be back here for a lot of fight camps, so we'll have to do this again. It's been a great conversation, Thank man. You so I, much, I know you're in the middle of like the heat of training camp, so I appreciate you taking a couple Thank hours so out of your time to come in here. And I know you're a little bit worried about doing your first podcast in English, <laughs> yes, but it's perfect, man. Your English is perfect. <laughs> Thank you should you so be much. proud of that. I can barely speak one language, much less two. This so. was a really good chat. I also, as well, I, I, I need to sometimes go uh, take a break of mine. This was my resting day, so I really appreciate you to, to, to having me here. I really enjoyed the conversation as well, brother. Perfect. Thanks, so Thanks man. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. <laughs>